you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott. Today, we have a special guest, somebody that is a dear friend of me and a brother from another over in New Jersey. So very excited to have the myth, the man, the legend, Mr. Joe Lawrence. What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, too. You know, like I said, real estate is amazing. It's changed my life. No questions asked about that. But when it comes down to credit, I've literally been able to purchase properties with credit cards, uh, also complete all of my remodels with credit cards, get security through credit cards, so I'm not getting screwed over by contractors, and also get enough points to be able to travel the world for free and so forth. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it took me down a rabbit hole with credit, but it's been life-changing, and not enough people actually know the possibilities with it, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. You personally are, you've been doing this for over a decade now, right? A yeah. good amount of time. Yep. 12 years. And, uh, and, and honestly, crushing it with, with teaching people, helping people out when it comes down to business credit. And we're going to eliminate all excuses for anybody out there that can't get a simple 100K. Uh, you're going to give them step by step how to do this, right? Absolutely. I'm going to share with you guys step by step what you need to do to get 100 grand for your uh, real estate business. Real estate. I love it. This is awesome. So without further ado, though, if you wouldn't mind anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are or exactly your caliber, and what you're doing with all your real estate, do you mind just diving into who you are and how you got here? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a blog called Business Credit Workshop and we started doing seminars many years ago where we would connect local community banks and then we would connect them to local business owners. And that's how we created this business credit workshop product. But to go a step behind that, about 12 years ago, I wanted to start my real estate investing business and I really didn't have any money. And so I started just like you, I went down the rabbit hole and I started looking at credit and I used a lot of personal credit to get my business launched and then that would hurt my credit score. So I'm like, all right, is, what's, uh, what are the other options? I discovered business credit. I said, okay, business credit doesn't show up on my personal credit report. So now I can get all this business credit and lines of credit and credit cards and vendors cards and stuff like that. And it won't hurt my um, personal credit score. Yep. So then I started doing these workshops because I wanted to teach people what I knew. And then, you know, why not try to create something online? So I created the blog and here we are years later, we've helped over 1800 clients all across the country, all across the US. We work with over, we work with thousands of banks, but it's really a core of 500 local community banks and credit unions that our database includes. That's over 500 lenders that we work with. And as a real estate investor myself, I have over 97 rental units. I love talking to real estate investors because that's, that's who I am. I'm talking to my own people today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. So, and you've done what? 80 so possibly uh, fix and flips and so forth. And you've been doing this. Obviously you love real estate and you and me are so similar because obviously shout out to New Jersey. But, uh, <laughs> but besides that, I found it myself in the same exact situation, right? I wasn't educated enough at the time on or felt confident in myself to be able to raise money from other people, 
or even hard money loans, stuff like that. So credit was kind of like, it just came like second nature. Like, okay, well I have a good credit score. You know, I got a couple cards that have some money on it. Can I, can I see if I can use this? And it just worked out. But you went down the business rabbit hole and have helped out a ridiculous amount of people at this point, which is awesome. Not just like hoarding it to yourself, but actually giving back, which is cool. So with credit at, at this point, where do you see yourself in the future? I'm just, usually I save this towards the end, but I'm really curious because you've done so much at this point. I think that the next step for me is to kind of, I'm moving towards larger buildings and more like apartment buildings and stuff like that. The property I got involved in recently in Texas was kind of a syndication deal. But what I like about the deal is that I'm not as hands-on with it and I'm getting a very good ROI on that deal. So I'm looking to do more of those larger type apartment building deals. And over the next, I'd say five years, I really just want to like my unit count might sound impressive to some people. Oh, 97 units. That's cool. But the people I'm hanging out with are like 5,000 units, you know, 3000 units. So I still feel like I, you know, I'm the little guy in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I still love fix and flips. I do a lot here locally in Somerset County and central Jersey. And, you know, I, I'll continue to do those deals because I like the lifestyle that flipping brings you, but I really love the security that buy and hold brings you long-term. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Let's talk about, I guess, the possibilities with credit. Oh, man. Okay. This is a great question. So with credit, there's really, business credit, there's really no limits to how much business credit that you can obtain. And that's why I really like having business credit. The, the process that I'm going to share with you guys today, which you should take note of, is to work with local community banks and credit unions. And the reason we like doing that is they're portfolio lenders. When you work with a portfolio lender, meaning they lend their own money, there's really no cap to how much business credit you can get. And the easiest example of this is that when you have like a national bank that you're getting business credit cards with, they all actually use the same underwriter. And so you can't actually get a business credit card from this bank and then this bank and then this bank because if they're all using the same underwriter, like Alon is the most popular business credit underwriter, then they're going to cap you off. And then, you, okay, so now you only get 15, 20 grand in business credit. That's not fun. So yeah. what we find is local community banks, credit unions, portfolio lenders, and as a result of working with them, you can get business credit card of 15 grand from one bank and then 15 from another, 15 from another, 15 from another, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the business credit doesn't show on your personal credit report. So you're not going to look over leveraged when someone pulls your um, credit score. So super, super important piece of the puzzle. Now, with this being said, they're personally guaranteeing it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. There's only a few, like if you're going no doc, meaning you're not showing tax returns and you're doing unsecured, so you're not giving any collateral, then the bank wants you to guarantee the loan the credit. So you do have to sign saying you will pay them back. So don't borrow any money that you're not planning on paying back. The advantage of business credit, again, is that it's not going to show up on your personal credit report. However, you are promising to pay back unless you can do things like go full doc or you're doing 5 million or more in sales or something like that. But for most of my clients, most of us real estate investors are under 5 million in sales and we're trying to get, you know, a million or so or 250,000 or 500,000 in business credit then you're going to need to PG it. Okay. So with that being said, basically they are going to get a hard inquiry, correct? Yeah. And then with that, I would highly recommend removing that hard inquiry. You have about 30 days or so. If the hard inquiry is not attached 
meaning that account hasn't landed in your account section yet for each credit bureau, then it's not attached, right? There's a hard inquiry on there, but it's not actually on your account section yet. It will pop up on there eventually. So make sure within that time frame you remove that hard inquiry and then you'll always be good to go. Like your credit score is never going to be affected. It's always going to be thriving and you'll be able to get more and more credit cards, which is awesome. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good point. Very cool. So now what are, what's the limit here? Like there's gotta be some limits, right? Is there, is the sky's the limit and you can keep on going and get, you know, just running around through all the different banks out there. I mean, you know, not to hype it up, but yeah, that's the situation. So yeah. don't, <laughs> don't take on more than you uh, can handle right? You make sure you can handle it. You can keep up with it and have a spreadsheet to track everything or whatever, but there really is not a limit, you know, and it really depends on the market that we're in. You know, we happen to be in a very great market right now where banks are a lot more open-minded and less strict on their underwriting guidelines. So they don't care as much, which is amazing to me with how leveraged you are. So we haven't really found a limit yet. I don't think there's much of a limit on personal credit either, but I think it's harder to build with personal credit than business credit because every time you use a personal credit card, it affects your credit utilization, which affects your score where business credit cards and business lines of credit, it doesn't affect your personal credit utilization, which is why to me, it's basically unlimited. Yeah. So on the personal side, the only date that you really want to keep in mind is the statement closing date. As long as you pay off your balance before then, your utilization will always be low and you'll be okay. On the other hand, for business, you really don't need to worry about that. Obviously, you need to worry about paying your bills by the due date and so forth, so you're not getting late payments. But even even on the business side, it's it's actually fairly easy to remove the, the late payments on business side, correct? So what's cool about business credit is it's actually not as organized as personal credit. And so if you dispute, God forbid you had a late payment and you dispute a late payment on business credit. Like one of the business credit bureaus is Dun & Bradstreet. It's one of the three we're going to talk about today. So you can write that down, Dun & Bradstreet. And you can actually dispute late payment within Dun & Bradstreet. And they basically reach out to the vendor and see if you really did pay late. If the vendor or creditor, they don't reply, then every case I've seen, they remove it from your credit report like like that. So, and then I guess we'll jump into it because... Yeah. I mean, why not? You guys are on here live. So the other service you want to look at is called NAV. That's N-A-V, NAV.com. And they have a paid service that allows you to track and monitor your business credit scores. And if you have a late payment, you can also reach out to NAV and they'll email you instructions on how to dispute those late payments. So yeah, it is kind of similar to personal credit. You're not as protected at all with business credit as you are with like Fair Credit Reporting Act and all that stuff with personal credit. But in some cases that kind of works to your advantage because it's not as neatly organized as personal credit is. And so sometimes that just makes things easier. It does. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So let's give the people what they want, right? You have like a step-by-step instructions, what, seven steps? Yeah, we have seven steps. So let me uh, pull it up. And I was just peeking at my phone to make sure the feed was good. You sound good. So I think we're in good shape. Thank God. So these are... Let me use the seven steps. I'll go over them real quick and then we can kind of go into detail. Is that cool? Yeah. So everybody, make sure, any listeners right now, make sure that you're writing this stuff down. If you're driving right now, you know, it's awesome that you're going somewhere. Make sure you pull over and you start jotting this stuff down. It's more important. Trust me. 
Exactly. So step one is to form your business. Step two is to make that business ready for business credit. Step three is to network with local banks. Step four is to set up your business credit profiles. Step five is to build small trade lines of credit. And step six is to optimize your business credit rankings. I'm going fast, but there's a replay of this available, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then and we're about to go into detail on each one, of course. And then yep. step seven is uh, actually getting the business credit. So I want to dive into phase one. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, please. So step one is, again, is forming the business. You don't want to build business credit on a sole prop. You really need to have a corporation or an LLC. And a corporation could be an LLC. It could be a corporate S Corp or C Corp. Yeah. Uh, an LLC is, is an LLC. So as a real estate investor, I'm in the habit of using LLCs. That's what I like to use. When I create the company, I want to make sure that I use a neutral name. If possible, if you already have the company created, then let's just try to work with what you have. But if you're starting from scratch, from step one, you try to create the company as a neutral name. So an example of that would be like legacy real estate is not a neutral name for my LLC. (laughs) But legacy management or legacy management group, that's a neutral name. That's a much better name for your company. And the reason for it is that when you're applying for business credit, you don't want to be automatically thrown into a, a high risk bucket yeah, before yeah, we even started the conversation. Yeah. So ideally, yeah, you want to so, be So di- different things like like investments, right? You want to have that out of there. You want like properties not in there, homes. You want to kind of, you want to be more like, I guess, uh, have the people curious like, okay, well, what do you do? Yeah, thing, like right? SC Johnson. Yeah. They're LLC, the parent good company go. owns the trademark for Windex. Everyone knows who Windex is. Yeah. Not as many people know SC Johnson. Yeah. I'm sure nowadays we do. But the point is, it's very common to have a parent company that's kind of neutral. It's very investor friendly. Sure. And then you have trademarks or brands. And you could still get a DBA, you know, a doing business as, or you can still register a trademark and you, and you could still have pretty business cards and an awesome website all about the message for your end consumer. But when we're creating the parent company, it's good if, if possible to have kind of a neutral name on, on the company. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So when you're forming that, or I guess business ready is probably diving into Dun and Bradstreet and so forth. Yeah. Um, so making the company business ready is kind of a compliance step. So step two is, is when, when you are creating the company, you have a neutral name. We talked about that. You want to have a neutral line of business, ideally. Um, and I always tell people, talk to your CPA, talk to your attorney. I can't give you any legal advice or or tax. I'm not tax qualified. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's important, but you could talk to them about creating your company as a neutral company, have a neutral line of business. Um, and you want to go through a couple of compliance things. So, so you want to have an address, you want to have your address separate than your business, your home address. Sure. And with respect to, you know, creating an address, the best case scenario would be that you have a, a real office address. Some people don't have that in their budget to go get an office or it's not necessary. Like a lot of architects, chiropractors, engineers, you know, they work from home. So if you're going to do a work from home business address, just make sure you add a suite. Like right now I'm in my suite, you know, we can call this suite A. So I'm yeah. in, you know, 123 Main Street, suite A or suite 101 or whatever it is. Sure. And so when we talk about making your company business credit ready, and you decide on, on your address and your suite and all that, you want to then go to get your company listed online. 
Now there's a whole bunch of different sites that you need to get your, your company listed on so that when an underwriter looks at you, they can see that you're on the map, but the, the, you know, including yellow pages and 411 super pages. I use a service called Moz, which is M O Z. Um, it doesn't have to be the service that you use, but it's about $199 yeah. and they do all those listings for you and they do your Google, my business listing and all of that. And that gets the company out there, which is a very important piece of making your company business credit ready. Yeah. So that helps spread it out to all the different locations that you really need it. It's one ninety nine a year, I believe, but you really only need the first year, correct? Right. Yeah. It's one ninety nine a year and you don't need it beyond a year. I mean, yeah. I don't keep it beyond there. Okay. So you just got to put that in your, in your calendar, I guess, to, you know, Google calendar. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so step three is to network with local community banks. And this is actually one of the biggest steps here where I would really suggest you guys take down like pen and paper, because this is, the, this is one of the steps that could change your real estate business and your small business as well. And what we do, see, I'm getting comfortable now. Yeah. Yeah. What we do is we, yeah, there's two, there's two different uh, like techniques that I use. The first one is as you're driving around, um, you know, you're going to work, you're going to your office, you're looking at properties, you're going to see like little local community banks, one branchers, just write the names of those banks down. If you never heard of them, that's a good sign. So that's one piece. You start putting together a list of banks that you've never heard of. And then secondly, look at like in your state, like if you're in California, just type into Google SBA lender list, California. You know, if you're in Jersey, like I am SBA lender list NJ, and then you look at the list that the, what the SBA does for us every year, they make our life really easy is they look at all the hundreds of banks in your state and then they rank them on who's lending money. Now we're not trying to necessarily get an SBA loan. We're just seeing, you know, small business administration is what SBA stands for. So we're just seeing which of these banks in our community are lending to small businesses. And we put that whole list together and we'll come up with like 200 banks we'll put them all on a spreadsheet. And then we call them and we network with them and we meet with them. And that's the hardest part. But, you know, anything that's like worth achieving in life has to be hard to get there, right? Of course. And at the end of the day, I mean, you can systemize it, right? You can have some virtual assistants do the beginning work. And then once you actually get some people, you know, that are more qualified, I guess, certain banks more qualified for what your lending needs are, then, you know, you can actually start calling them yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is one of the things we do. We, we, the two VAs that we have working for us, we met through another real estate investor and just, just yeah. by networking and saying, who's got a VA, but you could also go to like upwork.com yep. and hire someone there. And uh, you know, you have to train them, spend a lot of time with them. And, but the payoff would be, if you're going to keep them long-term, it'll, it'll help you out. Point being, you call the banks, you interview them, you ask them what programs they offer. And you don't necessarily want to like come off too strong and ask like a scripted whole bunch of questions, but just say, Hey, you know, my name's Joe Lawrence. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local, uh, whatever business owner. And I'm, I came across your bank. I was wondering what type of programs do you have for small business owners? And I just wait, you know, and they're, they're going to talk about checking account, credit card, line of credit, you know, term loan, or they do almost everyone right now is jumping on the real estate bandwagon. They do like real estate LLC owned, uh, cash out refis or whatever. Those are the programs we're looking for. So we jot it all down. And then, like you said, we do a phase two, which means now that we have all these local banks and all that, now we start like I'm next two weeks, I'm meeting with two local banks here in New Jersey that I have not met with before that we found on this exact list. I'm going to go out to coffee with them 
and I'm going to network with them. I'm going to build relationships with them. And this is so crucial because the programs that you're looking for, no doc, unsecured, business lines of credit, they're not on websites. They're yeah. not on templates. It's shaking hands with the vice president of business lending and they'll say, Joe, you know, this is how I can do this as a no doc or this is how I can do this as a low doc program. You got to network with local community banks, which is step three. That's probably one of the most important steps. Now, when you are dealing with some of these really small, especially in New Jersey, like a little side note, last time I was in New Jersey in August, we were doing a little road trips back and forth up and up and down the coast. And dude, there is a ridiculous amount of little mom and pop uh, local branches everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, but, a bunch of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're building relationships with them, are you going <coughs> to shake hands with like the, the owner sometimes of the bank or is it mostly a couple levels down? There's a few banks in New Jersey where the people that work there have ownership in the bank, which is really, really cool. Gives them more pride, right? While they're working. That's good. Yeah. And, and they're like a direct decision maker, yeah. um, which is really amazing. So you don't want to apply for business credit at this stage. We're only at step three. We're really just trying to build rapport with them and build a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'll meet sometimes the vice president of business lending, like uh, one of the guys I work with it's like his uncle's bank or is it his dad's bank or something like that. Like there's some yeah. family member in there where he owns a sixth of the bank itself. And it's not just Jersey either. I found this to be the case in Virginia and Florida and yeah. uh, even in Kansas. I mean, so, so those little tiny banks that you find with one or two branches, they make their own in-house underwriting decisions. Those are the banks you want to network with. I love it. Is there any States that you wouldn't recommend or, or it's just, it's not happening. They're probably not listening in today, but uh, I haven't had much luck in the Dakotas, like North Dakota, South Dakota. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and no offense to them because I have family that live out there. But and I, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's some states that are very business friendly, and those are usually the states you have the best luck in. However, I would argue that the process will work in any state that you're in because let's say you are in a state in the middle of the country and you don't have as many aggressive banks like on the outside coasts, like the Californias, the Jersey's, Virginia, Florida, all that. Yeah. The banks that we work with out here on the East and West coast, the lend to the central of, of the country, yeah. you're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to make these calls. You got to do the networking and you got to ask banks when you meet with them, do you lend to other States? And that's a magic question. Yeah. Because if you're in California and you ask, you know, banks in Washington, if they lend to other states, they might say, yeah, we lend the whole West Coast. And that's how we find banks um, that'll lend in all 50 states or they'll lend, uh, you know, in eight of the 50 states. Yeah, I love that. Do you mm -hmm. mind diving into kind of like your script of what you would say when you're, you're calling and trying to build these relationships? Yeah. So the first call is a light call. You're just trying to get the contact on the phone or them to call you back. So they would pick up the phone and I would say, Hi, I'm calling to see about any products that you have for business owners. And then they would either say, hold on, and they'll get the right person. Or they'll say, what are you looking for? And then I'll say, well, do you have, do you guys offer any business credit cards? And I just wait, WFA, wait for an answer. So, hi, I'm calling to see what programs you have for business owners. And then they either get you the right person or they ask you, what the heck are you talking about? And you say, well, for example, do you guys offer business credit cards? Say, yes, we do. Um, fantastic. Do you know if that business credit card is like your own card or do you guys use a third party? That's how I ask the question. And that's how I figure out 
Yeah, it's real simple. People are afraid to make the calls, but I mean, the bank is there to help you. And the vice president of business lending is a position that's a regional position. And their job is is to work with people like you. So when you finally get them on the line and and like you ask another question like, oh, do you offer lines of credit? Oh, we do. Hold on. Let me get Earl. And then you listen to the whole music and Earl comes on, right? And, and it's a local community bank and banking is not as exciting as you think. So a lot of times it's kind of like stuffy and boring, but these people want to talk to you. Okay. Yeah, they want to yeah. build relationships with you and they know how to have fun too. But remember, you're just meeting them. So they don't know who you are. They don't trust you. They don't like you yet. So yeah. get them to like you, know you, trust you. And then you can start to have kind of more advanced conversations. If you do it that way, you'll be in good shape. And, I, and, and to continue on the script, I would say, oh, do you offer any business lines of credit? Yes, we do. Oh, fantastic. Uh, what, are the, what are the typical requirements? And so wait for yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you need two years tax returns, personal financial statement. You got to be in business for five years. Oh, awesome. Okay. I have a question. You know, I've been in business for five years. I have really good business credit. I have a great, great personal credit. Um, do you ever do any type of like low doc programs or, or no doc or stated apps? Yeah. And then sometimes they say, no, are you nuts? Cause 90% of banks do not offer these programs guys. And yeah. it's like five to 10% do. That means you got to make a hundred calls to find yeah. five to 10 that say, yeah, we do a no doc program up to a hundred thousand dollars unsecured. Come on in. Yeah. I mean, you got to the haystack, right? You'll find them. Yeah, but that's the script. Well, that's gold right there. So if you guys are listening to this, you know you're going to need to rewind the behind it and then just take action on it. It's, it's plain and simple. There's going to be ridiculous amounts of more gold, I'm sure, as we're diving into the rest of these steps. But you know, yeah. if, if now you know how to form, how to really start building up your business credit and start building the relationships and you got the script now, like what's stopping you? Exactly. So now they got the list of banks that they're going to come back to. Yeah. Say, okay, great. Hey, Bob, this sounds like really great information. I'll be in touch. Or I'm talking to a couple other local banks. So I'll, I'll circle back around with you, whatever it is. Sure. So now you move to phase four, which is to set up your business credit profiles with the bureaus. This is one of the most important steps. Considering what we just talked about, you really got to take care of this. Okay. To me, it's only two things. It's get your business ready, which we've just covered, which yeah. we're covering now, and then find the right banks. And that part we just covered, right? So so there, yes, there's seven steps, but if you had to simplify this call, this podcast, it's just get things ready and find who has the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you so know? simple. It really so is. How do, so let's talk about getting things ready. We need to build your business credit score in a way that's strong enough, that's solid enough, that banks want to lend to you. So what does that mean? So earlier we talked about Dun & Bradstreet, and we talked about a company called NAV, NAV. If you sign up for a paid NAV account, get the highest package that they have, they'll actually report your a uh, positive yep. trade line to all three business credit bureaus. And that includes Dun & Bradstreet, Experience Small Business, Equifax Small Business. Easy trade. Pay them. Yeah, I mean, this is so much easier now than it was 12 years ago when I, we didn't have NAP when I started this business. Yeah. Um, there were this other company, I forget what they were called. But even the prior company, like they they didn't even offer this. So like, it's just so much easier for you guys now. And yet I bet some people might be listening to this and thinking this is hard. Just trust me. This is not as hard. Yeah, as like there, it seems like there's a lot of moving pieces, but realistically, just like you said, it's like, you know, two simple stages right here and set up your, your business correctly and, uh, and then start looking to see who's going to loan to you. That's yeah. all it is. 
it's really simplified. That and, is where all it is. And, and so, just do these little steps right here, and you're going to be able to get success from it. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of little steps, these are these tiny little steps right here are super important. So you've got your nav account, and the purpose of that was twofold. One was to track and monitor your business credit scores. But two, I mentioned that they're going to give you a trade line. And, and what does that mean? Well, for you to build up your business credit score, just like personal credit, you need multiple reporting trade lines on your credit report to have a good credit score. Yeah. It's the same thing personal business. So a business credit, what you want to do is, is um, get multiple trade lines to report to your business credit profiles so that you have a good established business credit score. So I mentioned NAV, that's one of the, one of the companies that'll give you a trade line, but there's a lot of companies and the framework behind it is that you find vendors that you work with and store cards and gas cards. I'll name drop a few in just a second. And you find out if they can extend to you like net 30 terms. One of our most popular blog posts is net 30 vendors. So you can Google that. You know, we come up on page one business credit workshop. You'll see our article on that exact topic. So we list them all for you there. But the net 30 vendors, it's, it's very simple. It's just companies that you can work with that extend um, terms to your business on net 30 terms, meaning you got to pay the full net in 30 days. So an example is like Quill, uh, Quill.com, Q-U-I-L-L. That's like our favorite company to work with. They're very friendly there. You create an account with them. You find some products that you need for your business. And when you go to check out, you see if they'll extend to your business a credit account, an invoice me later account. And if so, and these are starter accounts, so these are a little easier to get than like a $100,000 business line of credit. So we're starting with this tiny little net 30 account. You're going to buy something from Quill for like $50 or something like that. And they extend the credit to you and um, they they give you the product and you got 30 days to pay the bill. Yeah. So similar to like a credit card, it's just an account with certain companies and you know, you're going to owe it within 30 days. That's exactly what it is. And then people always ask like, how do you pay? Do you have to pay with the business cards? Like you can just make sure you pay on time. So you could pay any way you want. If, if it's due in 30 days, I tell people pay about a week before it's due. Yep. Don't pay too late. Don't pay immediately either because if it doesn't have time to show up, yes, then it's not going to count. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it'll hurt you. It's not, not going to be a net 30 then. Uh, also, right. if you ever get denied for setting it up as the net 30, most likely, well, it, it's guaranteed. It's because your your credit profile isn't set up properly, right? Right. Yeah. Which is why you want to start with a nat paid nav account. They'll help you get your DUNS number, yeah. um, which is your nine digit business social security number is kind of what I call it. And that Dunn's number and that Dunn and Bradstreet profile is the first bureau that you work with and that you get established. Now, again, NAV can help you do that, or you can reach out to Dunn and Bradstreet. You can have them do it. I'm just sharing the process I like to do. And then once you have that, that Dunn's number, you have that business credit profile filled out. Now you have a place for these trade lines to report and you can open up accounts with Quill. You can open up account like BP gas and Exxon and Valero and Home Depot and Staples Office Depot. I mean, these are all the accounts I have, you know, in my business name and we use the accounts, you know, use them for a couple months in a row. And what that does is that gets the trade lines to report, make sure you pay everything on time. And then what you'll notice is your business credit score will start to boost up. And so there's two timeframes you can look at. I have multiple clients that have been able to get six figures in business lines of credit within two weeks. 
And that's because they have a business established already. And when we look at their nav account, they already have trade lines reporting because they've been in business for a few yeah. years. Yeah. But then I'm approaching this call from scratch. You know, if, if you're starting from absolutely nothing, then yeah, it's going to take a few months to build up your business credit score. Um, so if you're experienced and you've been up and running for a few years, um, you still want to follow all these steps, but just know you should be able to get results in the first 30 days. That's what we come up with getting a hundred grand in your first 30 days. If you're just starting today and you're brand new, then just budget a couple of months to, to get everything to report. So this is so, so freaking crucial because I run into this situation all the time with so many people that have been crushing it in real estate for, for years, right? A long period of time and they're doing great with real estate. They have their LLCs, all that stuff, but they don't necessarily have it set up properly, right? They don't have the DUNS number. They don't have a NAV account. They don't have any trade lines reporting. They don't have 411 or, or Moz, you know, putting it out there business websites, stuff like that, you know? So therefore, you know, they, they are curious why they can't get business credit because it's that first initial stage that you need to have all this, like you want to have all this stuff set up properly first. And then the sky's the limit of what you can actually go forward with. And after everything's built up properly, but there's tremendous amount of value within credit because you don't need to get hard money loans or private money. Like you can leverage credit responsibly and be able to put it to work for you, just like a bank would. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we could talk about that next if you want, after we go through these steps, Yeah, um, is what to do with the money. Like, how do, how do you get into a deal and stuff like that? This is what you guys do. If you, if you reach out to me and I'll take care of it for you. Good plug. No, but um, really, really, there, there's a million different ways. You know, any business that you have, you could, you could put it to work in, right? You can grow your business you know, however you like and have opportunities like options. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. That's what it's really all about is, what, is what can you do with the money? And, but let me jump to the next step. So we talked about, we kind of jumped around there. We went step four, set up business credit profiles with the bureaus. We talked about that with NAV and Dun & Bradstreet. We jumped over to step five, build small trade lines of credit. Step six is optimize your business credit rankings, which is basically going on NAV, going on Dun & Bradstreet, making sure everything's paid on time. And there's something called an SBSS score, small business scoring service. And that is on your NAV account and you can see what your score is. And so an optimized business credit profile would look like at least three trade lines with Dun & Bradstreet, Experian and Equifax, all of them paid on time. And in a perfect world and things are never you know, going to be perfect. Like I don't want you to wait all day for this to happen, but in a perfect world, you have an SBSS score of like, right around that 175 mark or higher. So you can just write down SBSS, Small Business Scoring Service, 175 or higher. Just write that down. You guys can look at it when you get your NAV account. Now, some of you are going to sign up for NAV and be like, wow, I already have a 190. Like, am I ready? Sort of. Just take care of some of the compliance things we talked about earlier, getting the business listed and on the map. Yeah. I would still say, like, get your DUNS number profile and get some trade lines and all that. But yeah, you're ahead of some. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll happen. There'll be people that'll be like, Oh, I think, I think I'm already ready. And yeah, you might be able to just be able to do it in a couple of weeks. Um, I run into this a lot. Like a lot of people reach out, I give them a little bit of gold nuggets and then they, uh, they jump the gun and then wonder why they get denied. And it's like, Oh dang, you know, I, I was coaching you on this aspect, but not, not the full, you know, applying. Right. I didn't get there yet. Yeah. That'll happen. 
but it's all good. I mean, if you get denied, you can try again in 60 days, right? Exactly. And then step seven is get business credit. And so with step seven, obviously that's the magic of getting the business credit. And what you want to do is reach out to your point of contacts that you already built up in step three, when you're networking with local banks and you want to tell them, okay, I'm, I'm ready to apply for business credit. Now there's some banks like PNC bank, for example, currently, when you open up a business checking account, they'll pre-check if they can get you a business credit card approval on the spot. Sure. So, which is great. And if you've already done these six steps prior, then I would say go for it. PNC Bank is, it's a regional bank out here on the East Coast, but they are a portfolio bank. So they lend their own money and we actually have multiple businesses. Yeah, go ahead. They, they do a hard pool though, right up front. Correct? They do. Yeah. If you want to apply for the business credit card. Yeah. Do they do it just for the checking account? I don't think so. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I thought they did, but. Oh, you you might know that part better than me. I don't know. Yeah. With your personal credit expertise. (laughs) Uh, No, you know what? I know that I know for a fact they don't because I have six business checking accounts with PNC and I don't have six six personal inquiries. Yeah. So I can clear that up right now. But anyways, you want to go with work with local community banks, credit unions, and you want to actually now you can apply for business lines of credit for business credit cards for term loans. Yeah. There's a bunch of like niche lenders also that you could work with. Like I, I did a hundred thousand dollar line of credit with lending club. So they gave me a hundred thousand dollars and that was fun. And then they changed it to a term loan and then my payments went up five times. <laughs> so that was not as fun. So with it on you that, I mean, that? They, they can, right? I guess see the thing about these online niche lenders as I probably agreed to that at some point, I didn't read the contract. So that's on me, but I got it all paid down to zero. No docs or that was still secured by you, correct? That was uh, so each lender is going to have its own requirements, right? We talked a lot about local community banks and credit unions. Yeah. Being no doc lending club. When we applied for it, they wanted three months bank statements. And that's an important piece of this too, is if you're documenting on your spreadsheet, okay, this bank wants bank statements. Yeah. All right, it's perfect for me because I have a, a very high deposits the last yeah. three months. Or you might be on the phone on the line and you're saying, that's horrible for me. I don't have any deposits. Okay, well, then you, you need the bank that's maybe they're more score driven. Sure. You know, in some banks like Capital One, they do a $50,000 business line of credit. You have to have an account first and they do a blended score between personal and business credit. Mm. So they can go as low as like into the mid sixes. And you got to know all this information by tracking it. And obviously that's what we do. And we, so like, we know, okay, you, you come to us, we know, okay, this is the bank we want you to work with, but I'm sharing with you guys how you would do it yourself. And multiple banks right now are offering up to 50, up to a hundred thousand, no doc, business lines of credit, no tax returns, no bank statements or, or nothing. You know, just mentioning the fact that there's also online banks like Cabbage, and like the PayPal loan builder and lending club. And those are more like deposit based banks where if you have good high deposits that, that you could go kind of like the online lender route. Yeah. Okay. As well. So you do your application, you have the vice president of business lending kind of go over it. They usually have additional follow-up questions through underwriting. You answer those questions. You don't always get instant approval. So don't be upset if it's not instant approval or you think a letter is coming in the mail. If that happens, do not take it as a denial. Just that might mean the computer either has more questions for you and no human looked at it, or you need to 
talk to someone on the phone and try to say, Hey, listen, yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. <laughs> like my business you is with you know, them. You, you humanize with them and yes. you do the reconsideration line. Yes. Yeah, you get them to reconsiderate, you know, your, your application and, and get them, you know, networking and just, uh, build that relationship to get them to over overcome that obstacle. I'll give you an example. Like I have a good point of contact at M and T bank. Um, they're out here on the East coast. I'm not sure if they're out by you. They're not. So, okay. So good contact there. And I had a client that put some of the information, they didn't get approved. And what my contact did is said, well, you know what? We want to still build a relationship, you know, with you, with my, you know, with my client. And so we're going to, we're going to start you off. And I think they started him off with 25,000. So he didn't get the full hundred, but he got a $25,000 unsecured, no doc business line of credit at a super great rate, like in the fives or sixes. I mean, come on, that's incredible. And probably half of what hard money is, Yeah, and, you know, he can build that up and use it responsibly, like pay it down from time to time and have good utilization, you know, and they'll probably extend it. And that's all about building that relationship with that local bank because a national lender, they're not going to do that. They don't really care as much as building that relationship with a local business where they'll say, okay, let me start you off with something just so your time was worth it today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. I mean, getting your foot in the door, it's still a win. That's what you got to realize and building the relationship, you know, down the road and getting it extended is, is what it's all about. Love it. Absolutely. So we talked about lines of credit a lot. We talked about local community banks, credit unions, we talked about online lenders. Yeah. And so that is, like I said, it's probably five to 10% of the banks that you call, you're going to be, you're going to be able to work that out with. Now there's also, which I hinted at earlier, business credit cards. If you're just starting out and you're in your new, like I was, I was able to get a hundred grand in business credit cards from just a few banks. And that was on a brand new LLC. So if you are new, it's going to be easier to get business credit cards. Almost every application I've seen, like 99% of them are no doc. So they don't need tax returns or anything like that. And you know, they're stated applications. So they go off the information that you state. You'll find about 20 to 25% of those hundred banks that you call offer their own business credit card. Mm. So you're not just limited to like Amex and Chase and Provident Bank and all that, which, which are great, you know, banks to have. I think, yeah. you know, those are good cards to have, right? But using this technique of, of going through the list of lenders, you could come up with 25 uh, to 30 banks out of 100 that offer their own business credit card. And they're probably a paper app. 10% of them are going to be like online and get the instant approval. The other half, you're going to have to drive to the bank and submit the application. But that's the whole fun of this. Yeah, right? God forbid, right? And that, because these are local community banks, they're kind of old school. Yep. But they're going to give you approvals that most other banks are not going to give you. Like a local credit union in our area gave, gave me $25,000 business credit card just, just on a handshake. Yeah. You know, and I had to open a business checking account. That's, that's yeah. what he asked. And they said, oh, I'm going to start the deposit. So, well, the minimum's 100. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. I keep the yeah, account active. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's crazy. I love it. It works. Yeah. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless, honestly, but anybody that is considering, you know, real estate or whatever business, honestly, this is very neutral. Like you could take any of this guidance right here and extend it in any business that you're in, but we choose real estate and you'll easily be able to get a hundred K across the board, you know, through several. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want, I could kind of dive into um, like how we, how you could do a transaction with hard yeah. money and, and credit. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, so this is how I, I, I built up my net worth pretty quickly. 
like relatively speaking, you know, you got a, a poor Irish boy with no college degree, you know, how does he increase his net worth and how can you do so, you know, and, and get up to seven figures and higher in net worth. And now it's called the Burr method, which is awesome. But, but let forever, me just, ex- right? what's that? <laughs> been around forever though at the end of the yeah exactly the process has been around for probably like a hundred and something years right yeah. so it doesn't matter what we're calling it this year but i want you guys to understand how you do it with business credit and the method that we did is i went to a local real estate networking group or, or they could reach out to you and find out okay who's the hard money lenders to work with so i, I figured that piece out i had a couple of guys and then i had to source the deal and that that's a whole nother podcasts. I'm sure you've covered on marketing and how to get deals and all that. Like I can't go into that all that now. And now you got the credit. So you got, you got business credit cards and you got lines of credit. So lines of credit, you know, obviously those are the easiest to pull cash off because you can transfer the money in your checking account. You you can write a check for with business credit cards. It's a little bit harder, but there's a lot of ways you can pull cash off uh, a credit card also without having to always do a cash advance. One of the ways is is doing um, convenience checks and Sure, they could get more info on that from you. So you pull the money off these cards and ideally, like, let's just pretend, and this is not the case in New Jersey or California, but let's pretend, you, you know, if you got a deal for $100,000. That's Ohio. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, that's my Ohio area. Yeah, Ohio. Okay, I thought you said high end. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, not high end. <laughs> that would actually be, you know, that's a good idea, actually. Go out to Ohio. That's kind of a state I've been looking at. Let's go. So, Okay. So you got this deal for a hundred grand. And so most hard money lenders, they need uh, 20% down, but a lot of them right now, they'll take as low as 5% or 10%, which is absolutely ridiculous because they're desperate to lend money to you guys right now because the market is so freaking amazingly hot. But I underwrite the deal as if like the 10 year average, you know, and that's something I learned from someone way more experienced for me. So I'll make sure I have 20% to put down. So on a hundred thousand dollars, I need 20 grand and then 80% of that deal the 80,000 is from the hard money lender. Now with hard money lenders, when they lend you money, you know, they hold it back in escrow. Yeah. You know, they don't just give you all that money to do the repairs. And so what you guys could do, and this is what Brendan just talked about in the very beginning. This is what I do is I I use an Amex card, which is a 30 day card. And my Amex card, I got gold card in my company name. They started me a $5,000 limit. I was kind of upset. I was like, what the heck am I going to do a five grand? But I got it. What's that? Charge card, right? It's a charge card. Yeah. Not a revolving card. You have to pay the balance in full every 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, you just got to build it up. I built it up. I got it up to $150,000, which is my, you know, they say you don't have a preset spending limit. It's a breathing limit. By using it responsibly, I got it up to 150. So now I could pay the contractors out. A lot of contractors use the joist software program where they can do pretty quotes and they can accept credit cards and stuff like that. And most of them have been eating the fees, the, the credit card processing, because they want the business. If, if you know what the heck you're doing, I'm not saying if the guy didn't want to work out a deal on the fees, I would negotiate. Yeah. I mean, you don't, work it out, you know? Yeah. You don't need to beat up your, uh, your I'm not saying to beat the guy up. I'm just saying, you know, oftentimes they don't even think about it. In fact, yeah. some contractors, I'll teach them how to accept credit cards, you know? Yeah. I've done uh, that. Yeah. Maybe they appreciate that and, and they don't charge me. But the point being, um, you could charge everything on the Amex and you reach out to a hard money lender. They come out and verify the work has been done. And now they give you that money back as a draw. But now, you know, it didn't cost me anything except the annual fee on the Amex card. And if you do this, you can get like three, 400,000 points per year. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, that's only like two rehabs out. You know, that's probably one rehab budget out by you is 300 grand. Yeah. And that's like a whole boatload of flights. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm spending 25000 to 40000 per flight. So great way to combine getting points, building up your business credit profile, and building up your business all combined together. Yeah. And honestly, like one of the main reasons why I started using credit cards with contractors, not necessarily for the points originally, I just saw that as like the, the ripple effect, the reward at the very end, but was to save my ass against contractors. Yeah. You know, I was getting beat up from contractors ripping me off or as you know, wanting money up, up front. And now I, you know, I'll pay you the whole thing. I'll give you some more if you want. If you don't do the work and what's on the scope of work, then I'm going to reach out to, to my credit card company and they're going to credit it all back. And you're going to yeah, lose exactly. that. Exactly. And they favor you as the credit card owner over the yeah. contractor. Yeah. And the final step of that you know, process is you guys did step three network with local community banks. You kept your spreadsheet and all that. Yeah. If you, one of the questions I would ask them, those banks that you're calling is if they do loans on, let's say three family properties that are owned by LLCs. Okay. And again, you're going to find five or 10% of these banks that say, yeah, we do commercial loans. You say, okay, great commercial loan. So it's, I own the property in my LLC name and it's only a three family. So it's not a five unit or higher, but they still call it a commercial loan. And a lot of these banks don't have seasoning requirements because they don't have anything formally written about that guideline. Mm. So it's not that they don't have any seasoning, like, oh, you need to own it for a year before you can refinance it. No, it's just that they don't have a formal policy on the question. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you can do in many, and this is how we did it. This is how we, this is how we bought 15 properties in, in New Jersey in, in a three-year you know, time period. We bought them, we renovated them, and then we refinanced with the local community bank to get, not every time we got all of our money back, but a lot of them we got all our money back. Sometimes our money was still in there, but you know, it doesn't matter. You're getting a good ROI on it. But a lot of times you get all your money back and now you're like, okay, I'm zero out of pocket on this deal. I paid everybody back. I got 500 a month coming in cash flow or a thousand a month coming in cash flow. You do that 10 times, boom, you got a million in equity. Yeah. Or 10,000 a month in cash flow. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's what we've done. We fell in love with the birth strategy and we're thankful that credit has been able to been able to purchase properties with credit cards and complete all of our remodels. So it's, the cheapest money out there, you know, with credit. And uh, there, there's dozens of ways that you can liquidate even convenience checks, but you can also do plastic. You can use If anybody doesn't know plastic, then uh, reach out to me. I'll connect you with some people, get you free spend on there for, for a little bit of time, which is huge. Or uh, we do manufacture spending as well, which is very powerful to liquidate cash from your, your cards, get all the points, and then have liquid cash in your bank account. So, I mean, the list goes on and on and on all the different possibilities, like ridiculous amounts. There's no excuses after this. Yeah, seriously. And, and I like what you said about it, it's basically good debt. You're using debt, but you're using it to build wealth and yeah. you're using it to build cash flow. If your income, you know, that you're getting from the debt is higher than the payments, I mean, you're in good shape. If it goes the other way, yeah, you could have a challenge and there will be challenges, You'll have problems with property management. You know, you're going to have problems with your tenants. I don't want to make it sound like too good to be true. It's yeah. a pain in the butt business like every other business we've all ever been in. It's but it's true. a business. And it's one of the few businesses where you can so easily leverage credit 
to build your net worth because it's such a commonly accepted way of acquiring real estate is through debt. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like we found ourselves in a lawsuit last year that held us up for a little bit of time during the year, you know, from a deal that went slightly bad and <clears throat> the sellers weren't doing what they said they would. So we had to do what we had to do. And, yes, that'll um, happen. and at the end of the day though, it's like, you got to be persistent and having backup plans will always save you in, in my personal opinion but it, it is endless of like all the opportunities that, that really come down the line with it. So it's awesome. Awesome, man. Yo, I appreciate you so much. How, you know, you just gave over an hour of your time, which is uh, ridiculous. I, I know you're a busy man. You're, you're not cheap for an hour. So I know, <laughs> uh, I know this is like ridiculous amounts of value. You just gave away everything for everybody. So I tried it to. truly means the world to me. And I know it does for listeners as well. What, can the listeners do to give back to you? We can connect on Facebook. I see a lot of people are sharing this. So thank you for that. And then if you want to get our free report and three video training modules, yeah. it's, it's all free to talk about this a little more in detail. What's up? Such a giver. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you a good man. I appreciate you. Just it's go to, um, you. you're a good man. <laughs> go to uh, businesscreditworkshop.net. That's N-E-T, businesscreditworkshop.net. Enter your name and email and we'll take care of you. And then if you want to like list out, I guess, Instagram or, or Facebook for people or any other social media websites. Facebook, Facebook's the biggest in YouTube. Yeah. You can look at facebook.com slash the Joe Lawrence and then YouTube, just look for business credit workshop. I'm on Instagram, but I only just started it and I know yeah, yeah. I'm 20 years late, but uh, at least I got rid of MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what is it on Instagram? We'll, we'll start. I think it's just, it's literally just business credit workshop. Let's go. I love like, it. Okay. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do for the first 10 people that go and check out Joe's business credit workshop on Instagram. Make sure you, uh, you follow him on there. I'll send you my book. Absolutely free action driven. Nice. I'll give it to you guys. Let me know what you guys think about it. And, uh, and if, if we run out of that, then I'll give you, I'll give you the magazine that we were part of talking about credit in here. So we'd love to see you guys all take action on this stuff. And there's nothing but value within this episode. Make sure you rewatch it, you know, take notes, reach out to either of us to, to help put this stuff together. If you need it, you can always find me at Brandon Investments.com. Otherwise, Instagram Brandon Elliott Investments or Facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott Investor or REI. So Brandon Elliott, REI, you can find me as well. So with that being said, Super excited for you guys. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Let me know what you guys think about the podcast, but we will see you on the very next one. Until next time, guys, God bless. Thank you. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.